uh, as we get rolling here on a crisp and cool Friday morning. We, we, okay, so Ward, is this cold it's not crisp to you? And cool, it's cold. It's cold. Yes. So where is the where is the line from cool to cold for you? Outside. <laughs> That's a good one. Is there a is there a numerical number? Numerical number that makes a lot of sense. Is there a number temperature wise that you say okay this is this borders cold and cool? If it's in the twenties, it's cold. Okay. See, I, I mean. But the upper, wind's not blowing too bad, so it's not bad yet. That's right. That's what I was going to say. The upper 20s with no wind is doable. 35 with a 15-mile-per-hour wind is it's brutal. It's not doable. No, it's it brutal. It was brutal yesterday afternoon at 41. Yes, it was. And, you know, I, I again, poor timing, poor planning, that's and poor execution on my part. I ran out of gas. I had to, I had to go <laughs> pump gas in that. And then again, you know, I was just about finished when I realized, I said, you know, you could go sit in your truck and then get out once the, the, the pump turns off. But no, I stood there in that north wind and pumped gas. Yeah, I'm always afraid to do that. What, get in the truck because you think it's just going to keep going and uh, spew all over the uh, ground? Yeah, I've seen it happen too many times. Uh, yeah, and maybe, but, I, you know... I, I did jump in the truck for just a second, but it was—it really was not very smart. I mean, I was only in there ten seconds, had to get back out. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, you're right. For it was what forty-one, forty-two yesterday, and it was with that north wind, it was brutal. Yeah, it was tough. I didn't like it at all, <laughs> at all. So, but this morning, I mean, this morning, you know, we, I went for that jog at, at four thirty when I got up. And, Good for you. <laughs> yeah. And it wasn't bad. I mean, you know, we went out on, out, you know, the uh, just jogged the bottom of the mountain range. Mm-hmm. But uh, it, it, was, it, was, it was pretty good, 27, 28, whatever it is right now. So, anyway. Uh, did you have a good night? I mean, anything exciting happen in your world? Um, yeah, it was a good night. Did a lot of stuff around the house. Did you? Yeah. See, I and I would tell you. I don't know what's going on. Uh, this week has been an interesting week, and it may be because of last week when we were so busy with with the Sugar Bowl and all that. But every day that I've gone home this week, mm-hmm. I've just kind of conked out on the couch. That's good. A- and then it's taken an alarm to wake me up <laughs> in the morning. And that's not normal for me. I mean, normally, man, I hit the floor. Uh, I have an alarm set just as a, an emergency backup. Mm-hmm. Uh, not this week. I'm telling you, every single morning, I've had the old alarm have to go off to uh, to rouse me out of there. And I'm like, hang on a second. But anyway, we're uh, we're off and running. We're glad. So trying to catch up. Yeah. So what did you get done? I mean, you want to share with with some of the accomplishments of of one Ward White's? Uh, well, I I started off at the Humane Society. Uh, when I got off, I went and got some dog food and. Bought some blankets and carried that to the Humane Society. Coco Very nice. Did. Very nice. And then walked in my door and said, boy, this place needs cleaning. And so I dove in and cleaned the house. Really? Yeah. It was one of those deals. It, it just stared at you and, yeah. and screamed, clean me? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was one of those. So did a nice deep clean till late last night. 
So I thought that was I thought that was scheduled for springtime. Normally it is, but I haven't had time to really, you know, it's not like it was filthy or anything. I just wanted to get it done and so I I went through and cleaned everything. Does the dog help? Does Coco help? She follows me around, not to be honest, yeah. <laughs> I don't I, know. I, don't know. Much, I mean, I don't know how much help she is, but she follows me every step I take. I know that dog watches television every day, so yeah, I didn't know. Does. I mean, you know, she's a big fan of Oprah and all that stuff. I, I Andy. I, yeah. Andy Griffith. <laughs> Her favorite show. <laughs> well, I didn't, you know, I didn't know that, you know, if she, if she, maybe while you were dusting, she was mopping or whatever. No. She, I, I didn't know how that worked. She didn't lend a hand, but she thought she did. Wouldn't that be cool if you could teach a dog to do that? Boy, say, wouldn't it? Hey, Coco, go mop the floor. Go clean the house. <laughs> that would be awesome. Yeah, that would be a great deal. All right. Uh, man, we got a lot of fun to have planned for you today. We're going to talk a little bit about the Cowboys and the Eagles. Ricky Thompson is going to join us later this morning, and he's going to kind of put a, a finishing touch and a bow on this Baylor Big 12 Sugar Bowl Championship. Uh, what it meant to the team and, and to the to the program and, and what you know some of the things that, uh, that 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 it might benefit moving forward. We'll talk to Ricky about that uh, coming up a little later on this morning. And if everything goes to our good friend Hoyle, uh, and, and I haven't talked to him yet, I'm going to text him a little later on. I'm going to see if I can't chase down John Morris and get him on the program this morning. There is, and we mentioned this, and we talked about this, I guess, a couple of weeks ago. In fact, I, I kind of forgot about it with the Sugar Bowl going on, and I thought we were going to have some folks on from from the network, but it, for whatever reason, that didn't happen. But ESPN, ESPN Plus, actually, there's a docu series that's out about Baylor basketball, mm-hmm. men's and women's. Uh, the first the first segment, I think there's six. And the first segment was was released yesterday on ESPN Plus or Big Twelve Now, whatever you prefer. Uh, I watched it uh, last night. It, it's it's entitled "Our Time Baylor Basketball," uh, and obviously, I think it's probably built for over the air television because I would think that it's probably built for commercials to go into it. Uh, there were seventeen minutes, eighteen minutes, something like that, of content. Ward, it was outstanding. Uh, it, I mean, it, it's, you know, it's, it's got video of, of Scott Drew driving down the road and, you know, talking to, I guess, a producer or whatever that's asking questions. Uh, it's, it's got Nikki Collin talking about taking over this program. Uh, and, and, you know, the, you know, the pressure, and I don't know, if the, you know, of, of taking over a program that's won as much as the Baylor women's basketball program has won, uh, talks to players. And then the, on the lighter side, it, you know, it shows Matthew Meyer going to get a haircut, getting and you know working on that uh, working on that mullet and all that kind of stuff. It, it, and it and a lot of lot of one on one with John Morse. Uh, you know who who would know better than the guy that has seen every one of them? Uh, so it, there's there's a lot of conversation with John on the uh, on the program. John talking about Baylor men. John talking about the Baylor women. I mean. It really is a cool deal, and you can check it out. And, I, and here's the cool thing. You don't have to go, okay, I'm going to watch it Thursday night at 6.30. You can watch it anytime you want to. You can watch it right now. I, I suggest you wait till 9 o'clock when we're done to go watch it, but uh, you can go watch it right now. I mean, it, it, it really is a, uh, a cool feature. And we talked about it a couple of weeks ago when it came out or when they uh, announced that it was coming out. And 
fact, I talked to some of the people uh, with ESPN, and we were we were going to do some things with it, but I don't know. I guess maybe I dropped the ball, or or they dropped the ball, or we dropped the ball. But anyway, uh, I I wanted. To, I know John knows a lot more about uh, the the uh, the series than I do, and so I want to see if we can't sneak him on the program and. We'll uh, we'll contact him a little later on, and hopefully we'll have him around eight o'clock this morning. And then Kyle Youngman is going to talk about the Cowboys and the Philadelphia Eagles. I don't know if you remember this war, but yesterday we were talking, and I and I was curious about Dak, Zeke, and Tony Pollard's numbers before Dak got hurt and after Dak got hurt. And, and yeah, I think Zeke and Tony's numbers have something to do with that. Absolutely, they have something to do with Dak's injury, Uh, the calf injury, and when he missed the game with the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, I don't think there's any doubt because you had a a offensive rhythm in those first six or seven games that was just – it was unbelievable. And and they're still searching, Ward, for that that rhythm. That rhythm has not returned – and and Dak said yesterday, and, and we had the audio for you that there have been spurts of that consistency and that rhythm, but it's not it's not back by any stretch of the imagination. No, it's not, and it doesn't even look close to being back. And so, you know, I I think I I don't think I I know something's not right with Dak, whether it be the calf, whether it be the shoulder. Whatever it is, he's he's struggling, and he just does not look comfortable throwing the football. He doesn't look comfortable running the offense. No, you're right. And he does not look comfortable when he has to get out of there. One of the strengths, I mean, he's not a speedster. Let's let's look. He's he's not he he's not Kyler Murray. He's he's not going to get out and run for a hundred yards. No, but even, he had escapability, and he could be productive. When he did get out, and and now he is so hesitant to leave. Well, example on that third down last week when he had an opportunity to get that first down, he hesitated, and they didn't get the first down. I mean, they missed it by a yard and a half because he hesitated and just couldn't couldn't physically get there. And normally he wouldn't hesitate; he would lower his shoulder and and he would get that first down. Now, last that, week he didn't. Now, and, and I. I and that's not the first time, but that was a big play. No, no, I'm, I'm with out. you. And, and I think about the shoulder. I think about the calf. What about the ankle? I mean, maybe. But, but he was a lot more elusive, if you will, those first six or so games than he was, than he has been the last nine. And, and I, I kind of did the math, uh, and we'll talk about it later, but I kind of did the math, and it's interesting. I mean, it's interesting. I, I, this offense has a lot fewer snaps per game in the uh, in the last nine games than they did in the first six games, and that's that's what hurts the defense because there's a there ha, there's a lot of three and outs. Mm-hmm. So uh, anyway, so we'll get into that a little bit. So we got some fun stuff for you uh, Monday night. Are you jazzed? Are you? I don't care. Are you? What, I'm excited about Alabama and Georgia. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's going to be a good football game. And that's my hope. Because really, we don't have a dog in the hunt. Uh, look, there's going to be an SEC team that wins it. 
and there's going to be an SEC team that loses. I, so, you know, I, I'm going to root and pull for Georgia just because. I mean, you know, just because. I don't know why, just because. Uh, but, you know, I, I, I'm with you. I, I, I don't want to see 35-7, to 7, you know, going to the fourth quarter. I, I, I want to see, actually, I'd like to see about 17-14 going to the I, I, I'm one of those guys. You know, I, I like defense and, you know, I want strategy to be involved, and I want it to come down to the last couple of series. I want the coaches to have to manage the clock. I want all those kind of things that makes the game interesting to me. So we'll, we'll see. But uh, spe- uh, look, it's Monday night, uh, and uh, we're we're going to have John Morris. Still haven't gotten that phone call yet. Have you? Nope, hadn't got it. I figured Matt Mosley would would text you and uh, yeah enc- encourage you. To- encourage you to to come out but john morris at three matt mosley at four they're going to be out at uh, coach's smoke in in downtown there's a couple of locations but they're going to be in downtown 330 austin avenue and they're going to be there broadcasting live to get you ready for bama and georgia in the uh, national championship game gonna have great food specials gonna have a happy hour and and uh, gonna have 35 big screen tvs locked in to watch that football game that's what I'm talking about. 35 televisions locked in on Georgia and Bama to watch the game on uh, on Monday night. So big watch party. And then we're going to kick off the uh, the watch party with the pre-watch party at 3 o'clock with John Morse and then Matt Mosley at uh, 4 o'clock. So uh, come join us on Monday. Uh, Ward and I have decided that, look, if they don't invite us, rude, if they don't invite us, we're just going to crash their party. Oh, okay. I mean, we're just we're just gonna go down there and and we're gonna dive into some some nachos or something and and look, we'll make our own party down there. There you go. So there you go. Anyway, it will be at, we'll be at Coach's Smoke, three thirty Austin Avenue. All right, uh, seven fourteen. It is time to get a check of the weather forecast on this cool <laughs> Friday morning, and our weather is brought to you by Wilkerson Hatch Bailey Funeral Home, Waco's leading funeral home. Since 1925, they're at 6101 Bosky Boulevard. You can check them out at whbfamily.com. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Mike LaPointe. Warmer conditions today thanks to our southerly winds. We'll see mostly sunny skies and highs top out at 54 degrees. Clouds will be on the increase tonight. We drop to only 47. And tomorrow, partly to mostly cloudy with a 50% chance of showers in the afternoon. Maybe a thunderstorm or two and a high of 67. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. Since opening their doors in 1925, Wilkerson Hatch Bailey Funeral Home has been honored to serve families like yours by providing a range of funeral services. Whether it's a traditional funeral, a graveside service, memorial service, or cremation, they believe every life deserves to be honored in a way that brings peace to families. Five generations of the Wilkerson Hatch Bailey Funeral Home family have helped tens of thousands of Central Texans celebrate the lives of loved ones. Learn more at whbfamily.com. This is Dallas Cowboys football 2021. Third to seven, Diggs matched up with McLaurin. Heineke looking that way. Only heard here. And he throws it out. Intercepted by Demarcus Lawrence. All season. Look at you, Big Tank. Touchdown, Tank Lawrence. Saturday night, it's your Cowboys and the Philadelphia Eagles. Live from Lincoln Financial Field on this Dallas Cowboys radio network station. 
It's the Cowboys and the Eagles Saturday after Baylor basketball on ESPN Central Texas. When a nasty cold keeps you up all night, Vicks NyQuil Severe gives you powerful relief from your worst cold and flu symptoms, which changes a night like this <coughs> into a night like this. That's better. NyQuil Severe. The nighttime sniffling, sneezing, coughing, sore throat, stuffy head, aching, fever, best sleep with a cold medicine. Use as directed. Find it in the cold and flu aisle at a Walmart near you. Feel like you're missing out on the fiesta? Well, you don't have to. La Fiesta is hiring. Come join the family-owned and operated best Mexican restaurant in Waco, home of the famous purple margarita and famous chili con queso. Join the La Fiesta family today. Great money and flexible with your schedule. Call us today at 254-292-2411 or come by 3815 Franklin Avenue in Waco. You can also apply online at lafiesta.com. Be a part of the La Fiesta family. La Fiesta, Waco's original Tex-Mex since 1963. Seventeen after seven o'clock. Good morning. Good morning. Drive safely if you're getting out and about this morning. And let's be especially careful in and around our school zones. That is Buddy Holly from Lubbock, Texas. So were you guys like classmates or anything, or aren't you funny? <laughs> <laughs> Just ask the question. Uh, anyway, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know where that came from. All right, 18 after 7. I, I uh, did know one of the crickets. Did you really? Yeah. Tommy also. How about that? Yeah. How about that? I mean, so were you kind of like in, when you met him, were you kind of like in, hey, you're, you're, you're a pretty big dude. And, you know, you're kind of an important cat here. I was pretty impressed. I uh, I even got uh, his book and had him autograph it for my dad. My dad was a big Buddy Holly fan, so yeah, it was it was pretty cool. All right, yeah, that is that's see that's, that's stuff we just don't know. I mean, that's that's kind of a cool deal, mm-hmm. kind of a cool deal. All right, uh, seven eighteen, eighteen minutes after seven o'clock. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. We're tomorrow afternoon, we're going to kick off our broadcast day around 3.30 with uh, the pregame show, and then 4 o'clock will be the tip. It is Baylor and TCU. Ah, and I know TCU is, is off to a terrific start at 10-1, and 1, but l- let's be honest, and, and I know it's at home, and I think it's going to be a raucous crowd. I, I, I'm hearing that it may already be sold out. Uh, and, and look, We've talked about it a million times. Scott Drew's team's going to go in there with a big old bullseye on their chest because that's just the way it is when you're when you're the best and they are they are the defending conference and national champions. They're going to, but this is a TCU basketball team that had their final non-conference game canceled. I think on the 29th. Their not one but their first two conference games postponed because of covid so a they haven't played in a long time b there's there's been you know the covid virus within the program and c they're going to open up league play rusty having not played since before christmas and they're going to have to play the defending national champion 
what do we expect? I mean, I that that on paper that does not bode well for TCU. No, it doesn't. And you know, I think Baylor has to put that out of their mind and just go out there and, and play their game as as they normally do, and and just take advantage of the situation. I I I think TCU is going to be in a hard spot now. They're going to be up because it is the number one team in the nation. The fans are going to be rocking because it's the number one team in the nation, and they have a chance to you know, make some noise, but I just, I don't feel like they're going to have their legs under them enough to stay with Baylor tomorrow. I just don't. Baylor is one of just three teams that remains undefeated on the season. I mean, that'll just kind of tell you how impressive that 14 and 0 start is. And you take it back to last year when they win the national championship, it's a 20 game winning streak going into Fort Worth. Now, again, I, I, I'll say it again. TCU is going to be geared up to play. TCU's fans are going to be geared up to play. Uh, hey, you're going to have all of those things working against you, and we know how difficult the road is, but this is a basketball team that went on the road to Hilton and and defeated a very good Iowa State team and won, and the other night beat a what I think is a very good Oklahoma team. Uh, so they've done the things that they needed to do to be successful and I think that they do it again tomorrow afternoon. I, I just, the way this team, and look, they can win in different ways. Uh, the other night, Brown, and, and again, I mentioned this the other day, but Brown's a freshman. And, and, and I and I get all that, but he is an incredibly talented freshman. And he's a guy that's going to score for them. But, you know, it was one of those nights where he got in early foul trouble, in and out, in and out, and just didn't have that offensive night. And so they were missing his points. So what happens? You, your point guard steps up and tosses in 27s. They, they can win and score and do what they need to do in different ways. They're not a one-trick pony, I guess is what I'm trying to tell you. And, and, and that's, that's going to make them, that's gonna make them a, a hard out, if you will. I think so, too. I, I think it's, it's you know, a team that they can do things differently, as you're pointing out. And you know, when you have a team like that that can spin and adjust, uh, to how the game is flowing, it gives you a distinct advantage. And, and right now, that's the type of team that, that Scott Drew has. Now, look, this team's going to put their their fingerprint on defense. I mean, it, it's all about defense with Scott Drew and, and this Baylor basketball team. But they can do some other things offensively. If they have to run the wheel offense, they can. If they have to back it out and, you know, try to do some other things with it uh, and, and maybe uh, play that zone offense where you pull the ball out a little bit and, and slow it down. They can do that as well. I mean, there's just so much this team can do, but it it all hinges on transition and what they can get done defensively. Yeah. Uh, the other night it was about uh, second chance opportunities. I mean, they dominated offensive glass, and I think they had 19 second chance points compared to Oklahoma's zero. So you, you mentioned the second chance points, but you, on the other end, they're not giving up second-chance points. I mean, you talk about defense, and they're able to go to the glass there and, and get it done and, and limit, uh, for the most part, limit limited Oklahoma to uh, one shot per, per per trip. And when you can do that, you, it's going to give yourself a chance. Or, it, or no shots. Yeah. I mean, they, they turned that ball over. 20 times. Mm-hmm. Oklahoma turned it over 20 times. I think Baylor turned it over 17. That wasn't exactly uh, to the pleasing of Scott Drew, but they were able to, to create 20 turnovers. And – and get some opportunities there. But, man, uh, 
early in the game, now I'm telling you, I didn't think either team was going to miss. I mean, they're they're shooting it from the parking lot. They're shooting it, you know, from everywhere, and it was going in both teams. I mean, at one point, I think they were both shooting at, at a seventy percent clip or better. But uh, it settled in, and, and Baylor made a couple adjustments, and you know, things started to go their way. I'll say this about that game. Uh, and the thing I walked away from was just how hard Oklahoma played. At one point, Baylor had a 14-point lead. Stop and think about that. Baylor built a 14-point lead early in the second half. You're on the road. You're down 14. What do you do? A lot of teams pack it in. Start the bus. Yep, they didn't. They went on a 9-0 run to cut it to five. And, you know, every time Baylor would extend the lead, and I, a couple of times it got to two possessions. Uh, but for the most part, Baylor was able to to keep him at arm's length, if you will, and and, and got the, and got the win to move to two and zero. But uh, I, I'll be interested to see how TCU approaches approaches it. I mean, are they going to be geared up? They're going to play half court defense. How deep can they go into the bench? You know, yeah, that's going to be a huge point for them. How are their legs? Yeah, how are their legs? After being sick and the layoff and all of that stuff, how are their legs? I mean, I don't know. We'll, we'll find out tomorrow afternoon at 4 o'clock. 3.30 for the broadcast, 4 o'clock for the tip right here on ESPN Central Texas. And then after the game, we'll get you up, we'll get you up to Philadelphia for the Cowboys and the Eagles. Now, it is a full slate uh, uh, tomorrow. you got to Texas at Oklahoma State, Kansas in, and Texas Tech. And uh, and then uh, Iowa State and Oklahoma uh, will uh, will be coming your way around five o'clock. So you've got uh, a couple of early games, and then you've got uh, a, uh, three later Saturday afternoon games. No night games in the league on Saturday night, which is interesting. But uh, so you got a couple of one o'clock games, a three o'clock game, a four and a five. So there you go. And Texas Tech Kansas is going to be a a big game in Lubbock, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I mean. For, for Tech at 0-1, boy, you've you got to almost protect your home floor, but you've got to protect it against the number six team in the country. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a big ask. If, if you're going to be who you think you're going to be, if you're Texas Tech right now, that you know because they they were rolling going into that game mm-hmm. last week. Uh, so if you if you who you are think you are, you've got to you know as you say protect your home floor, and this is a big opportunity for them. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, uh, they can make things interesting in the Big Twelve. You know, absolutely. Ba- Baylor's two and zero. Texas is two and zero. Kansas is one and zero. And then Iowa State, Oklahoma, and, T- and Iowa State and Oklahoma are one and one. TCU has not played a game because of COVID. And then West Virginia Tech and Oklahoma State are zero and one. And K State's zero and two. So uh, that's how it kind of shapes up. Now, on the women's side tomorrow, TCU and Iowa State. Oklahoma and Kansas, Kansas State and West Virginia, Oklahoma State and Texas Tech. The Sunday game, the uh, premier game, and, and look, everybody was looking forward to this one. Ninth-ranked Baylor, 14th-ranked Texas, uh, 2 o'clock tip. Well, it, it's been postponed because of COVID problems. So, uh, And we, uh, would, as soon as that game is rescheduled, we'll let you know. But uh, there will not be basketball on Sunday, uh, Texas uh, and Baylor, because of COVID. So there you go. All right, again, 3.30 tomorrow, 4 o'clock for the tip. John and uh, Pat on the call. Look forward to that right here on your flagship station for Baylor Basketball, ESPN Central Texas. All right, when we come back, we're going to uh, we're going to talk some Cowboy football. We'll do it next right here on ESPN Central Texas. 
recently on the John Moore Show. I know one Oklahoma State fan who's not doing well. Oh, oh, man. I can I'll... imagine. And, I'm, and I have, like, there are schools that I really dislike. Oklahoma State's not one of them. We right. talked about it. I, I like Coach Gundy. I, I generally support their athletics if they're not playing Baylor, you know. But I, I can imagine the feeling on the other side. How's young Sarah? <laughs> I personally, the line of what's too far to joke about is almost non-existent to me. Yeah, like, no to line. me, laughter makes things better. Oh, I'm the same say. way, yeah. but it doesn't always work with everyone like that. <laughs> You're right. And so this week in our office, there has been a strict gag order that do not make any jokes about the Big 12 championship game. Don't make jokes about your loan coming up a foot short. Oh. Don't, like, just... No, I'm serious, like... The Voice of the Bears, John Morris. Weekdays at 3 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Since 1978, Uncle Dan's Barbecue and Rib House has been delivering savory barbecue and delicious sides. With their two locations in Hewitt and Waco, drive through window, remodeled indoor dining space, delivery options, and new hours, Uncle Dan's is sure to be a Central Texas favorite. Specials include one meat plate with two sides for only $7.09, with beef and rib plates only a dollar more on Mondays. Buy one, get one half off for Texas taters on Tuesday, and prime beef brisket on Fridays. Come eat at this family-owned business and feel like you're right at home. Come join us. Howmet Aerospace, situated in Waco for 48 years and now hiring for several positions. Howmet produces fasteners for industrial applications such as transportation, renewable energy, and automotive. Howmet Aerospace is looking for production technicians, quality engineers, machining techs, maintenance electricians, and more. Most positions require a mechanical aptitude or background, and all jobs require a high school diploma or GED. Howmet Aerospace offers a complete benefits package from day one. Go to howmet.com slash join us. Search Waco for a complete listing. At UBO Business Services, we are brand agnostic. We support many different brands, but only the best products from each provider. Our analysts favor flexible systems that don't leave you locked into a one-brand technology solution. Being flexible allows your organization to stay nimble and take advantage of the latest emerging technologies. Call Sean Hunt at 254-709-2101 or ubeo.com. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Lark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Update. A fan in New York has filed a $6 billion lawsuit against the Giants and Jets claiming false advertising and deceptive practices because the teams play their games in New Jersey. Former NFL Pro Bowler Clinton Portis has pled guilty for his role in a nationwide scheme to defraud the league's health care program for NFL veterans. The USFL has hired its first four head coaches, Kevin Sumlin, Mike Riley, Todd Haley, and Bart Andrus. The league is scheduled to start April 16th. The Mavericks visit the Rockets tonight. The Spurs are on the road in Philadelphia. The Baylor men are on the road tomorrow at TCU. Tip-off is scheduled at 4 o'clock, and you can hear the game on ESPN Central Texas. Baylor women's game scheduled for Sunday against Texas has been postponed. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Now, back to the Alan Samuel Studios. You shake my nerves and you rattle my brain. You must love as a man insane. You broke my will, but what a thrill. Getting this Gregory's and quitting balls of fire. It's a fun Friday, and it must be Rockabilly Day. <laughs> There's the killer, Jerry Lee Lewis. 
732, welcome back into the program. Ward and Tom, we're glad you're with us here on a fun Friday as we get you ready for a weekend full of sports. Ward, the uh, Cowboys and the Eagles coming up on Saturday night. And uh, it is the primetime game on, uh, I guess it's going to be on ESPN uh, or ABC. I haven't figured that one out yet. But anyway, it's going to be on television. But more importantly, it's going to be on radio right here on ESPN Central Texas. So there you go. Uh, the uh, Cowboys are at 11 and 5. The Eagles are at 9 and 7. Both teams are in the playoffs. Cowboys have won the division. There, it, look, if there's, it's a, there's a lot of things that have to happen, but the Cowboys could move up, I think, as high as the three spot. Uh, but they got to have some stuff happen. Eagles are pretty much locked into that seventh position. Uh, so we'll, we'll see how it goes. Dak Prescott talking about the Cowboys and uh, their productivity. Yeah, I mean, everything that we've put into this thing going back to, I mean, what, April or before then, honestly. Uh, yeah, I mean, we, we've got a lot of work and a lot of things invested into this. And then, obviously, you take take the losses and everything that we've encountered during the season. Those are all just learning experiences. And um, when you have the men that we have, the coaches, the group, the camaraderie, the brotherhood, um, the connection, uh, you're going to have confidence. You're going to have confidence that we've got the right guy, we've got the right players to, to fix the problems, learn from our experiences, good or bad, and, and to move forward the right way. And um, that, that's, that's as, as clear as I can make it. All right, so there you go. Well, uh, you gave me a thumbs down. You're, you're not buying? I'm not buying anything right now from Dak. Boy, you are sour on Dak Prescott right now. I am. You're sour on the offensive coordinator? Oh, I have been. You're sour on the offensive line? Well, I, they're hurt. They're beat up. Let's, let's give them a little bit. But, I mean, that, yeah, they, they, that that's also on, you know, them not being able to go out and find somebody healthy enough to, to play there. And that depth is, is not what it used to be for the Cowboys on the offensive line. That's unfortunate. I, you know, and, and look, it, you're right. It all starts in the trenches. It always does. Uh, so that doesn't help matters at all. But I, I just, I think some of the, you know, what we talked about a little bit earlier on Dak, he's hesitant. Uh, I don't know if he's holding back because he's injured or what the problem is, but he's he's certainly, before the calf injury, not the same Dak Prescott that we saw earlier in the season. All right, so so yesterday, I just, I, I kind of looked at the numbers. It, it, it's ESPN, isn't it? Uh, it's microphone. Uh, both games on Saturday. Kansas City and Denver is uh, on ESPN Saturday afternoon, and then Saturday night, Cowboys and Philly. So both games on Saturday on ESPN. Yeah, we have the Monday night crew. Uh, it's uh, on television. Steve Levy and Brian Greasy and Lewis Riddick in that group. So there you go. Lisa Turn Salter. the sound down. Turn up, Brad. There you go. I agree. All right. Uh, so as I mentioned yesterday, I was you – know, we talked about it on the air, and so I, yesterday afternoon I did it. I, I sat down and I just kind of looked at the numbers. First six games, Cowboys what were five and one, the the opening day loss, and then a five game winning streak. Then in that New England game, Dak goes down with the calf at the very end, set out the Vikings game, a game in which the Cowboys won, and then since then they played nine games. So you have a six game window and a nine game window. We took out, and I even took out the rushing numbers. In the uh, in in my little comparison here, but he, here's the here's here it is in a nutshell, Warden. You tell me what 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 this tells you as a as a former football coach. In the first six games, 
Dak completed 73% of his passes, 13 touchdowns, three interceptions, and averaged 362 yards throwing per game. You'd take that. Then the Vikings game, which he sat out, Cowboys win. The next nine games, next nine games through through Arizona, he's completed 65% of his passes, 16 touchdowns, six interceptions, averaging 260 yards per game. 102 yards less a game, uh, only three more touchdowns, having played nine games as compared to six, and as you might suspect, six interceptions as compared to three. What do those numbers tell you? Production is down, way down, and it doesn't sound like it, but you're comparing four more games. There's four more games in there, and so, you know, it, it's just it's not, it's not the same production that you saw earlier in the season from Dak Prescott. Now, let's, let's look at Zeke's numbers. Zeke threw the first six, same window, 102 opportunities, 521 yards, five touchdowns, averaging 5.1 yards per carry. Tony Pollard in that same window, 61 opportunities, 366 yards, one rushing touchdown, average six yards a carry. So the combined running back position through those first six games, 163 carries, 887 yards, five and a half a carry, and six touchdowns. It's pretty good offensive production from the running game. Not bad. In the next nine games, Zeke 101 carries, 344 yards. Did you hear what I said? Yeah. Three more games. There's nine games in this in this study, and one less carry. How can that be? Well, it's less snaps. Yeah, they, they're not. They don't have the opportunity. And for Tony Pollard, the numbers are basically the same too. He had 61 carries through the first six games. He's had 62 carries over the last nine, 327 yards. Uh, and again, ironically, six touchdowns between the two in, in the last nine games, six touchdowns over the first six. As a group, those two guys average 4.1 yards a carry, a yard and a half less. Mm-hmm. So you're a yard and a half less on the ground. But a lot less carries, too. And a lot less carries. A lot less carries. Bottom line is, offensive production, period, is way down. And why is that? Well, I mean, they're not they're not moving the ball. They're not consistent. They're not, you know, taking, you know, what the defense gives them. That's the biggest thing to me. I mean, you know. You can say what you want, but if you're going to put guys in the box and say, hey, you're going to have to beat us throwing the ball and you can't do it, that's on you. You know, in those first six games, boy, it seems like a long time ago, doesn't it? But in those first six games, weren't they basically able to do anything they wanted to do because the run was good and the pass was good and you didn't have a clue what was coming? Well, you you didn't, but also, you know, they they were finding – you know, the holes in the defense. They were taking what the defense was getting because every play the defense is going to give you something. It's your responsibility to be able to find it and take advantage of that. And it, it just, you know, there there's going to be something you can do. Now, you know, defenses still make plays, and, and that's the difference, you know, or, or it would be, 
a hundred to a hundred every football game if you could do it that easily, but they still make plays. But they were being able to find those little holes, and when you do that, then the defense has to start. Okay, well, we got to do something up front. We either got to stun or we got to bring the backer or something, and it starts opening things up. And when it happens, and you're able to take advantage of it, well, good things happen. And the Cowboys were able to take advantage of it. It wasn't just that Kellen Moore was reaching in his bag of tricks and calling the right plays, and all of a sudden he can't call the right plays right now. He's just not he's not consistent enough. He's not setting things up. He's not giving Dak an opportunity. And, and look, maybe it's hard for him to call plays because Dak's not his productivity is not there for him. You said Could be a some, combination. Well, and you just said something that look. And again, I I've said this a million times. I'm not a coach. I don't know how to coach that position. I don't know how to be a coordinator. That's I, we don't know how to do that. I don't know how to do that anyway. Uh, but one of the things you just said is is interesting. Uh, you said the defense is going. It, it, you have to find it. You have to hunt for it. But the defense is, is going to try to take something away. So therefore, something else should be available. Mm-hmm. Okay, maybe. Or, and again, I'm I get searching. Just kind of searching for an answer here. Maybe the play call or the series of play calls is okay. Maybe they're not checking to the correct call once they get to the line of scrimmage and see what the alignment looks like. Or maybe they're being fooled at the line of scrimmage. Uh, it, it looks like this, but it, but really it's it's that defensively. I mean, could that be a possibility? Well, I mean, there's, there's certain things into that as well. Uh, and, and, you know, defenses are going to just – try the best they can to disguise what they're doing and that's on every level you that's, mm-hmm. you know you want that to happen but uh, also I noticed something on Sunday that was I kept screaming at at the television because it just seemed like Dak was you do that too yeah I do. okay <laughs> it, my it, my it, wife's it, always going you know they can't hear you I <laughs> yes they can it, it seemed like that there was too much pre-snap communicate and look you have to have some pre-snap communication but it just seemed like that you know there was so much going on before the snap that you know the play clock was running down which is not bad but I mean it it felt to me like okay he was calling out numbers and calling out numbers and then Zeke would move and then he'd call out different numbers there was way too much going on before the snap of the football in in my opinion on Sunday and and Maybe that's how this offense is designed. I just, I really noticed it. It was irritating on Sunday. All right. Bottom line here's what we got to decide. Uh, <laughs> we're up against the clock. It, it, because I've heard some people say it is, and I've heard some people say it isn't. Is Sunday, or actually Saturday, is Saturday night's game, tomorrow night's game, is it important to the overall picture for the Dallas Cowboys? I say it is. It it is in a fact that I feel I still feel like that this offense needs to get some rhythm somehow, and you know, even being on the road, whatever it takes, just get some type of rhythm somehow. And that doesn't mean you have to play the whole game, but it means you you need to come out in the first half and get some rhythm and establish something. Probably come out of the locker room in the third quarter uh, because you just you need to do that and, and get some rhythm there to start the second half, and, and then maybe dial it down I you know I don't know but there's a lot of talk now with as many Cowboys going on the COVID list that a lot of people are saying yeah just wave the white flag and and save your starters I I don't think they have that luxury because of where the offense is right now 
Yeah, and, and you know, so in it, a normal it, situation, if if that if this offense was looking close to being on track, maybe you would do that. But I I just I I don't feel good about this offense. I don't know how you could. Yeah, and the other issue for me is if there's still a chance to improve your playoff position. And I know it's gonna it's gonna take Sunday's results, but if you don't win, it doesn't really matter. It, it doesn't matter at all. You've no. got you've got to win Saturday night in order for all that stuff on Sunday to even be a possibility. Right. So it, that's why I say, you know what? Take care of your business. That's why I think for what you just said and what in 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 playoff positioning, potential playoff positioning, go win the stinking football game. Well, I think, and it's, it's a game you're playing. If you're going to play it, it's worth winning. Yeah, and, and that's that's my point. I I never was a proponent of. I, I don't care if you're check headed, it in. Yeah, I, I I never have been that yeah. that type of guy. I, I just agree. I go out and play. Yep. Don't get on the plane if you don't want to go win. Seven forty-five coming up next. We're going to talk to Ricky Thompson. Kind of put a bow on the uh, on what was a tremendous twelve and two Baylor football season. We'll talk to Ricky next right here on ESPN Central Texas. Recently on the John Moore Show. John McClain of the Houston Chronicle. As someone who grew up here, as a diehard sports fan, especially football fan, but a Baylor fan, being able to read Dave Campbell and listen to Frank Fallon, who was also a friend of mine, through his son Steve, was like reading the Word of God and listening to the voice of God. John Moore's weekdays at 3 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Now is the best time to let Jeff Hunter Toyota put you in a used vehicle. Right now, choose from hundreds of different makes and different models. All priced to fit all budgets. Explore your possibilities. Explore new and used vehicles at Jeff Hunter Toyota. Toyota quality. Waco values. For most of the people that walk in our store, it's been an ongoing, nonstop issue. They're searching, they're, they're grasping at straws because they've been trying other products and they've bought something that they thought was gonna help solve their problem and it didn't. You're listening to Beth, an art support specialist at the Goodfeet store. A client came into my store last year that has had plantar fasciitis for 30 years. He literally walked in with a handful of products and said, this is what I've been wearing. I looked at him, I said, are you kidding me? I've been here for 14, where have you been? For over 20 years. We've been helping people live the life they love without letting their feet get in the way. I'm just sad that he spent so many years with so much discomfort. I helped relieve a problem that's plagued him for 30 years. I mean, how do you not go home and talk about that? See what we can do for you with a free personalized arch support fitting at the Good Feet Store. Good Feet Waco in Central Texas Marketplace across from Lazy Boy. Hey, this is Tom Barfield with ESPN Central Texas, and I just love the guys over at Rooftop Innovations. Is your roof ready for the winter storm? It will be if you call the highly trained and knowledgeable team of professionals at Rooftop Innovations. If you're unsure about your roof, call Rooftop Innovations today, 254-730-ROOF. That's 254-730-7663. Oh, get this, they have a satisfaction guarantee on all their roofs. Rooftop Innovations, where they put your roof above everything else. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Lark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Update. 
A fan in New York has filed a $6 billion lawsuit against the Giants and Jets claiming false advertising and deceptive practices because the teams play their games in New Jersey. Former NFL Pro Bowler Clinton Portis has pled guilty for his role in a nationwide scheme to defraud the league's health care program for NFL veterans. The USFL has hired its first four head coaches, Kevin Sumlin, Mike Riley, Todd Haley, and Bart Andrus. The league is scheduled to start April 16th. The Mavericks visit the Rockets tonight. The Spurs are on the road in Philadelphia. The Baylor men are on the road tomorrow at TCU. Tip-off is scheduled at 4 o'clock, and you can hear the game on ESPN Central Texas. Baylor women's game scheduled for Sunday against Texas has been postponed. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Me cry when you say it. Goodbye. Is that a shame? My tears feel like rain. Forty-nine, eleven away from me. That is Fats Domino. Ward, you're in one of those moods, aren't you? Musically, I mean, uh, Ward is our music director, by the way, and he picks he picks <laughs> all the all the tunes, and and uh, <laughs> he picked a good one there. Uh, Seven forty-nine, eleven away from eight. All right, I forgot to do this this morning, so let's do it right now. Uh, if you if and I'm going to do it a little different way. I've got a couple of cheeseburger baskets from my good friends at Double R Old Fashioned Hamburgers. Real simple. Real simple. First person to uh, send me a text on the CNC Collision Center text line, 254-662-1660, wins them. I need your name and a, a cell phone number. A name and a phone number. 254-662-1660, our CNC Collision Center text line. And uh, the first person that, uh, that jumps in here, is going to win a couple of cheeseburger baskets from Perry and David and the entire crew. There it is. I got it. I got a winner. Let's see. Let's see who it is. Let's see if they followed instructions. Uh, yes, congratulations to Eric. Eric is a winner. Eric is a winner. Uh, so there you go, Eric. Congratulations. Come on by and pick up your uh, two cheeseburger baskets. How about that? I mean, that was fun. Just give away some cheeseburger baskets from Double R Old Fashioned Hamburgers. So Eric is a winner, and uh, we appreciate Eric for for listening this morning. We'll get you hooked up with a couple of cheeseburger baskets from Double R Old Fashioned Hamburgers, and uh, that's at eighteen hundred Herring. And uh, good stuff there. All right, seven fifty one, not away from eight. We're uh, we're efforting our, our our good friend Ricky Thompson. We'll try to get Ricky on the program for you here in uh, in a few minutes, and we're also going to try to check in with John Morse. Uh, John doesn't know it, but we're going to try to check in with John. Uh, if you just joined us, the, um, the, the program, Our Time, which is a, uh, a documentary on Baylor basketball, Baylor men's and women's, uh, it, it, the first episode uh, was, uh, was available yesterday on ESPN+. And I, I watched it when I got home uh, yesterday evening, and, man, what a it, really cool inside look. And, I mean, inside look at uh, at practice uh at, you know th- their social life uh, kind of like hard knocks it really is i mean it's it's you know i i think they just i think baylor i think nikki collin and, and and scott bruce said hey come on in turn them on talking about the cameras turn those cameras on and come on in and and away we go 
it, it really, really was a, a a cool feature. And I, I think, and I, and we'll, we'll, if we get a chance to talk to John, we'll love. I think there's six total episodes uh, that are going to be available in in this series. But Ward, I, it, you're exactly right. I think it it, it kind of gives you that inside look at at, at travel at. at Playing the game at, at, at practice, at you know class, uh, the player they are student athletes after all, and, and what they do off the floor, uh, away from basketball. I mean, you know, yesterday, like I mentioned, it was Matthew Meyer going to get a haircut. You know, and you're like, well, is that really entertaining? Yeah, it was. It was entertaining. <laughs> it was. It really was a cool feature, and it's called. Uh, and, and you know, the, the, they feature Baylor because of all the winning. Let's let's just be honest. There's three national championships on one side, a national championship on the other side. Uh, so when when you win like that and you compete at that high level consistently, there's an interest, and ESPN showed an interest. Uh, it, it, there's an interest because of that, and there's an interest because you know both of those good teams are at the same university, and that's yeah, that's an anomaly. And so they, uh, they, uh, and I'm assuming that they've been here for months. You know, I, I mean, that would, I mean, just kind of looking at the video, I'm like, well, they've been around here. I mean, there was some video from April and, you know, so we'll, we'll see. Uh, I, I think you're going to enjoy it. And it's called, uh, it's called our time. And, uh, if we get a chance, we'll talk to, to John about that and, and, uh, we'll still try to to effort Ricky before the uh, before the end of the program. It is uh, 7.54. We're six away from eight. Speaking of John, he has got today's Baylor Sports Week program. We'll get to that in just a second here on this uh, Friday. Hope you're, hope you're having a good day. Hope you're geared up to have a good weekend. We'll have basketball for you tomorrow at 4, 3.30 for the pregame, and then uh, Cowboy football immediately after. Right now, let's take a second and let's talk about our friends at Morrison's Gifts. Morrison's Gifts, well, you know, they're your gift store headquarters. And I mean that. I mean, if it's a birthday, an anniversary, a holiday, whatever the case may be, Morrison's Gifts has got you covered. I mean, they've been doing this since 1979. That's why they are Waco's gift store for every occasion. Whether it's John Hart Leather Goods, Consuela products, lots of Consuela products, beautiful stuff. Big old key rings, candles, jewelry. They've got uh, uh, they've got City of Waco memorabilia in there. So if uh, if you got a friend that comes in to visit and they want they want uh, they want something to remember their their trip to Waco, well, you take them there. They got some great stuff. Always uh, free gift wrapping, and it's uh, it's it's a Baylor alumni uh, place. I mean. Uh, the folks that uh, that own and operate Morrison's Gifts have uh, are Baylor graduates and and do a tremendous job. They're at forty three zero eight West Waco Drive. That's next to Jason's Deli in the Brazos Square Shopping Center. Uh, and again, they've been around for forty one years. Check them out today. It is Morrison's Gifts, and stop by and tell them we sent you by, please. This is the Baylor Sports Beat, a daily look inside Baylor athletics. Now, here's the voice of the Bears, John Morris. Everybody, it's time for a check of Baylor Athletics on the Friday Baylor Sports Beat. Coming up, Baylor basketball back in action on the road at TCU tomorrow. Plus, our time debuts on ESPN+. Details straight ahead on today's Baylor Sports Beat. 
When we moved to Texas, we were like fish out of water. We didn't know anyone in our neighborhood until our Texas Farm Bureau insurance agent came to the house. She was so helpful and reassuring, a friendly face with that Texan hospitality I'd heard about. When we purchased a Texas Farm Bureau insurance policy, we knew we were making the right choice. We knew our family would be protected. Visit Texas Farm Bureau Insurance today at tfbinsurance.com to find an insurance agent who's a true neighbor. Coverage and discounts are subject to qualifications and policy terms and may vary by situation. If you like the Baylor Nike gear John and the crew are wearing, check it out at the Baylor Bookstore on campus or online at baylorshop.com. Not only will you find an award-winning dealer at Allen Samuels, but you'll also find some great award-winning products. The 2021 Ram brand ranked number one automotive brand on J.D. Power's initial quality study. The 2021 Dodge brand ranked number two behind Ram and the 2021 Jeep Gladiator named highest quality midsize truck. Alan Samuels, 201 West Loop 340 in Waco, where we deliver quality. Come by. Let's be friends. Now back to today's Baylor Sports Beat. Here again is the voice, John Morris. And welcome back. Baylor women's basketball has had a second game postponed, scheduled to host ninth-ranked Texas Sunday afternoon in the Farrell Center. The game has been postponed, hopefully to be made up later in the season. Next action for the Baylor women now on Wednesday in Norman against Oklahoma. Meanwhile, Scott Drew and the top-ranked and undefeated Baylor men take their act on the road Saturday to Fort Worth to take on the TCU Horn Frogs. We'll be on the air at 3.30, tip-off at 4, right here on ESPN Central Texas. Television tomorrow on Big 12 Now on ESPN+. And that's where you'll find the docu-series that debuted yesterday entitled Our Time. It is behind-the-scenes look at Baylor men's and women's basketball. No holds barred, great access given by the Baylor coaches. Here's men's coach Scott Drew. Well, I think uh, um, it, it's a great platform to show uh, uh, people to watch just what our basketball program is about, and it's a culture of joy, and it promotes, uh, uh, you see, uh, um, behind the scenes uh, uh, how we are able to uh, uh, instill that and uh, lets people get a chance to see and understand uh, maybe more players' uh, backgrounds, thoughts, which uh, 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 we think they're great role models. So we we love that positive aspect. Uh, as far as uh, um, are there times where, just like in life, do you always want people following you around? No. But uh, uh, in life, it's all good and bad. So uh, I think it's a, it, it, we have a great group. And uh, um, just like uh, the previous players, we've had a lot of great role models and a chance for them to uh, inspire uh, and, and help bring uh, young people to uh, Christ and uh, young uh, uh, men and women uh, can look up to these guys. Scott Drew on the new docu-series covering Baylor men's and women's basketball and Big 12 now on ESPN Plus entitled Our Time. New episodes debut each Thursday for 12 weeks. And that's today's Baylor Sports Beat. Talk to you tomorrow from Fort Worth and have more Monday. I'm John Morris. Nikki Collin and Baylor women's basketball all season long on ESPN Central Texas. The Baylor women back on the road in Big 12 play headed to Norman to take on Oklahoma on Wednesday. 
5.30 for the countdown to tip-off. 6 p.m. tip-off Wednesday. This season, join Derek Smith and Sophia Young-Malcolm for Baylor Women's Basketball right here on ESPN Central Texas. When it comes to banking, you deserve the first. You deserve the first National Bank of Central Texas. Locally owned for over 100 years, we know this community inside and out. We're a bank on your side, and when you bank with the first, you'll have a banker by your side. Want to find out more? Check out bankingfirst.com or come by and see us at any of our six locations. That's the first National Bank of Central Texas. You deserve the first. Member FDIC, an equal housing lender. From the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. That's Chuck Berry. <laughs> That's good stuff today, Ward. A little after 8 o'clock, welcome back into the program. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom and Ward, we're glad you're along as we uh, move through a Friday morning here on uh, ESPN Central Texas. Our 8 o'clock hour this morning, by the way, is brought to you by VersaLift Southwest. Elevate your career with a new job at VersaLift Southwest, now hiring hydraulic, electrical, and service technicians. They offer a great benefit package and outstanding pay. Uh, if you'd like to know more or if you'd like to apply, you can drop by 7601 Imperial Drive to uh, to apply. All right. You have big plans this weekend? I was, I was th- And the reason I asked, I was thinking about this. Mm-hmm. This is the first time that I can remember since, I guess, going back to to late August that I didn't have something on the weekend agenda that was work-related. I mean, something. Even the open weekend and everything, I I had some things that I had to do for the radio station. I don't have anything tomorrow or Sunday. And I'm like, Hmm. what am I going to do with myself? I'm used to working on the weekends. So uh, that's what I'm saying. Do you have, I mean, you know, you have anything going? I I, I do. I have some. Work I have to get not work related, but I have some work at the at the house. I got to go to Burleson. Ah, I got you. Do some things. Well, it, you know, and that was one of the things I was going to do. Take lights down, things like that. You haven't done that yet. Are you that guy? You don't leave them up like to June, do you? No, they'll come down. I okay. just didn't have a chance last week. All right. Uh, Busy last weekend. Had things. When should we quit turning them on at night? Oh, they they haven't been on. They as New Year's Day. That's done new year's eve's the last night in my neighborhood now all my stuff is down here yeah now i gotta go to burleson and get it taken care of in in my neighborhood last night i walked outside set the trash can out right Mm -hmm. today's trash day i look around the neighborhood and and i'm telling you there's 10 or 10 houses that got their christmas lights illuminated no they they the timer goes off on new year's day so that at least that hadn't they haven't been on, so that's a good thing. All right. Uh, so I, I I don't know. Uh, I I just I found that strange. That's why I asked. Uh, 
That's why. That's I asked my you. opinion. Yeah. I mean, if you want to leave them on year round, go for it. Oh no! Please don't! Please, <laughs> please, please don't do that. I, I think we're fixing to effort Ricky Thompson again. Uh, but I was just curious because I, I, I looked uh, again. I walked outside last night, and you know that may be the first question we asked Ricky is is <laughs> when do you when do you quit? When, when do the Christmas trees and all the house decorations come down and and get put away again for another 10 months or whatever the case may be? And when do the lights outside not get turned on? I mean, so that's, 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 that's the question. That will be the first question to Ricky Thompson. So uh, let's, uh, let's welcome into the program here this morning uh, from uh, the Baylor broadcast team, Ricky Thompson. Ricky, good morning. How are you? Uh, good morning, guys. Doing well. Appreciate your time. Hey, Ricky, first question, probably the most important question. When should we not turn our Christmas lights on outside? Well, mine are still on. Hang on a second. Are they really? (laughs) They are still on. Uh, I I tell you, we've got a guy that comes by and put our outside lights on, and there's about four houses in a row that he does, and they're all still on. And they'll be on until Jesus comes to take them off. <laughs> That's great. Uh, well, I was talking about. I said I told I told Ward I I went out to put the trash out last night. You know today's trash day, so put it out at night because uh, I come to work early. On <laughs> and I look around my neighborhood, and there's several houses that have their Christmas lights on. And I thought, hang on a second here, uh, what are we doing? But you're saying it's okay. <laughs> so, I'm, yeah, I'm, it's okay. I mean, we only get about a month out of this, so we might as well stretch it as far as we can. Milk so. it for all it's worth, huh? Yeah, that's right. All right, Rick. First of all, just your overall thoughts on the game itself, the Sugar Bowl game itself. Well, I think it went probably opposite to what I thought it would. I thought this would be a offensive game because both of these offenses are – Pretty darn good. Uh, We had a quarterback, Gary Bohannon, that was back. Uh, He ended up being pretty rusty. And our defense just absolutely ate Ole Miss's lunch. And that's one, as the guy said at the trophy presentation, one of the best defensive performances ever in the Sugar Bowl. And that's not what I expected, but, man, was it dominant. Ricky, I, I heard several. Ole Miss fans, and you knew it was coming. Hey, if if our guy doesn't go down, it's a different day. And, and maybe that's true. Maybe that's not true. All I know is it's hard to throw the football laying on your back. And Baylor's defense with ten sacks, and then they hurried. They, they, I don't know how many more hurries they had. That that was up front. They were as good as it gets. Yeah, and we we hear the Matt Corral excuse, I guess, from Ole Miss, but. Remember, the dude was sacked three times and threw an interception in less than a quarter's worth of work. So he didn't exactly eat our lunch while he was in there. And I think there's no quarterback that could have withstood that pressure. Uh, And the thing about it, it was coming from everywhere, guys. It wasn't one person that was putting pressure. It was about six. Uh, You had guys coming from all directions. I thought we did a great job of disguising going after bringing different people 
And that's that point we talked about before the game that a lot of times we have six guys on the line of scrimmage and there's no clue who, if any, are coming. And I think the effects of that showed, uh, man, what a performance and way to end the season at 12-2. and Ricky, you mentioned Gary Bohannon being rusty. Was, was that just it, or was there was it just he wasn't comfortable? Was there some other contributing factors to his play? Well, yeah, Ward, I think, number one, there's no way to be completely comfortable with a hamstring that's been hurt, uh, even if it's well. I think you're a little bit hesitant. Uh, I saw a little bit of that, and I just think Gary was rusty. He'd been out what, 42 days with the injury, uh, missed two and a half games. Then you have a month before you get to the bowl game. And I just think he was rusty. I thought he was a little hesitant to let go of the ball. Uh, But you know what? At the same time, he didn't make critical mistakes, which he could have. So he managed very well, kept us out of trouble. And as it ended up late in the game, our offensive line took over and, and we were moving. And I think that game goes another quarter, and I think we we really start dominating, moving the ball, and would have scored again maybe twice. Rick, uh, just if you've been there. You, you you know what this is about. I mean, kind of explain to us how I mean, put into words, and I can't. From two and seven to twelve and two, a ten game turn. I mean, that's unheard of, isn't it? Well, sure it is, and let's put some of that two and seven on the conditions. Obviously, we were in the middle of the COVID mess, which was much more, well, it was new to us at that point. Nobody knew how to handle it. We had a staff that couldn't have a spring training. Everything was virtual. Your camp was mostly virtual, virtual, trying to put in a new system, and I think there were a lot of things that went into that two and seven. Remember, there were four or five really close games in that bunch. So could have very easily been something like five and four, even six and three, but it was two and seven. And then to come back, and I think the game, we beat Iowa State by two. I think that started the confidence. But then you come back and pound Brigham Young. And I think from that point forward, this team knew they were really, really good. What's next for this team? What's the offseason look like after a season like that and a Sugar Bowl victory? I mean, how much confidence does that carry over into the offseason? Well, it's huge. But the other thing that goes with that is we got to see who's coming back. We got to see who's leaving. We got to see if there's any transfers coming in. I mean, this college game has changed. And I think although the primary recruiting and signing process is over, there's still another signing date in February. I know that. But now it comes down to who's going to end up in that portal, who's going to end up at Baylor out of the portal, and is this offensive line going to come back, or are more of these guys other than Gall going to come back and take another shot at it? If they do, that is huge. That makes a difference because these guys were really good, and if you can get two or three of those guys that decide to come back, that can make a huge difference. You've got both your quarterbacks back. You're going to have to find new backs, some new receivers. But I just, I think that does so much for a team and their confidence and will 
carry over into next year. And I think even further than that in recruiting, I think this is a two or three year effect on your recruiting. Rick, I was thinking about it and, and we, we know how much, you know, television dictates games, schedules, times, but it's also beneficial. Baylor got a national television audience in that Big 12 title game, and then they got center stage. Nobody to bother you on uh, on Saturday night with the Sugar Bowl. I mean, you were it, and if you were watching football, all eyes were on Baylor and, uh, and Ole Miss, and that's got to be huge for Dave Aranda's program. Sure it is. You could see the attendance numbers, what, just right under 9 million people watched that game. I guess it was maybe behind the Rose Bowl and I can't remember which other, but third probably overall in, in viewership, huge. Only football game on in the country. Uh, everybody was watching. It was a close game till late, so you know nobody bailed out on you. I just think that is – that's advertising you can't pay for, particularly when you end up winning the game. Uh, if you have an audience like that and you don't play well, it, it doesn't help you. In fact, it could hurt. But to have that kind of audience of 9 million people and win a game like that and play defense like that and make the plays on offense you need to make, gosh, guys, how do we put a number on that? I, I just don't think you can. It's it's hard to find something after a 12-win season, but in your mind, Ricky, what is the one place that the Bears and Coach Aranda need to take care of this offseason getting ready for next year? I, I think maybe the passing game could get a little better. I think there there's some areas there that uh, we could have some improvement. You know, we went into that season pretty deep at receiver, and I don't know what the deal was with Josh Fleeks. We looked really for some things with him speed-wise out of the slot. Uh, that didn't really come to fruition. I thought Drew Estrada stepped in there really well and made up for him. Uh, Taquan Thornton, gosh, great season. Just really played phenomenally well. Big 12 championship game. Made a couple of the best catches I've ever seen. Uh, R.J. Sneed in the transport portal, I thought <clears throat> maybe he didn't make the catches or get the use that we thought he might. So I would say the receiver area is something we really need to concentrate on this off season. Uh, other than that, uh, I just think replacing those guys that we lost as seniors and finding out who doesn't come back. But I think that would be the one position that I would pick. Ricky, appreciate it. Uh, as always, man, it, it's been fun this year. We appreciate your time and your, your insight to, uh, to football and to, to Baylor football. We appreciate it and uh, look forward to doing it again soon. Uh, that'd be fun, guys. If we'd have known 12 and 2 when we started back in August, uh, uh, can you imagine what fun we'd have had then? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Going up front. Well, let, let, let's that's make part of the. Go ahead. That's just part of the fun of it is you don't know. You don't know where it's going to end, but. Uh, this is going to carry on for a while. I'm still pretty excited about it. What we're we're a week past or a week from game time as of tomorrow, and, and uh, there's still a lot of excitement out there, which I think is just awesome. By the way, uh, who do you like uh, Monday night, Bama or Georgia? Uh, hard to go against Alabama. Isn't it? <laughs> uh, I think I think Georgia has the guys to beat them if they play, but I'm going to go Alabama. All right. Hey, have a great day. I appreciate your time. Thanks so much. Talk to you soon.
All right. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. That's Ricky Thompson from Alliance Bank Central Texas. And yeah, I don't know. He's been uh, he's been working with John and JJ. That that crew's been together for a long time and do a terrific job. All right, uh, 816, 16 minutes after eight. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Speaking of Bama and Georgia, we'll we'll get to that game next here on ESPN Central Texas. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Mike LaPointe. Warmer conditions today thanks to our southerly winds. We'll see mostly sunny skies and highs top out at 54 degrees. Clouds will be on the increase tonight. We dropped to only 47. And tomorrow, partly to mostly cloudy with a 50% chance of showers in the afternoon. Maybe a thunderstorm or two and a high of 67. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. Hey everyone, with today's Cowboys report, I'm Christy Scales. The team departs for Philly today, but star players are staying behind because of COVID. Details after this. At AT AT&T, everyone, new and existing customers, get our best deals on every smartphone. Why? Because you deserve it for turning your living room into your office and your gym. For teaching grandma how to video call and teaching her again. It's the button on your left, Nana. Okay, your other left. It's not complicated. Everyone deserves something new. So AT&T has given everyone new and existing customers our best deals with every unlimited plan on every smartphone, even the latest ones. AT&T may temporarily slow data speeds if the network is busy. Restrictions and exceptions may apply. What does it mean to be a part of Cowboys Nation? At Reliant, it means powering the home of the Dallas Cowboys and homes of Cowboys fans across Texas and helping out when needed most. As an electricity provider, it's our commitment to every customer and their family, and it's as strong as our Texas roots. It's our promise today and for generations to come. Reliant, proud to be the official energy provider of the Dallas Cowboys. PUCT number 10007. The Cowboys have added left tackle Tyron Smith and cornerback Anthony Brown to a COVID list that already includes linebacker Micah Parsons. Trayvon Diggs and Donovan Wilson were sidelined yesterday because of illness and practice was called early and players sent home. Tomorrow night's regular season finale in Philly may resemble more of a preseason game as star Eagles players are also out with COVID. But the Eagles do have quarterback Jalen Hurts. Defensive coordinator Dan Quinn says that like Kyler Murray last week, Hurts is a dual threat right quarterback hurts I mean he has got real you know power to break tackles to go through things where Murray's he's just hard to get to with his quickness and his speed but hurts has certainly earned our respect he's got to be defended like a running back the Cowboys and Eagles tee it up tomorrow night at 7:15 central with the boys at the star I'm Christy Scales since opening their doors in 1925, Wilkerson Hatch Bailey Funeral Home has been honored to serve families like yours by providing a range of funeral services. Whether it's a traditional funeral, a graveside service, memorial service, or cremation, they believe every life deserves to be honored in a way that brings peace to families. Five generations of the Wilkerson Hatch Bailey Funeral Home family have helped tens of thousands of Central Texans celebrate the lives of loved ones. Learn more at whbfamily.com. Through a party in the county jail The prison band was there and they began to wait The band was jumping and the drum began to swing You should have heard the locked out jailbird sing that all right, 819, 19 after 8. Kyle Yeoman's coming up at the bottom of the hour to talk Cowboy football, Cowboys, and the Eagles. Right now we are joined by the host of the John Morris Show and the voice of the Bears, John Morris. Good morning, sir. How are we? 
You know, you get JJ on here in the hour, and you have the trifecta. Didn't even think about that. That's that's a that's a great yeah. point. Have to wrestle him away from uh, from from Mosley, but yeah, maybe we can do that. Uh, oh come on, he would do it. Yeah, yeah. How are you guys doing this morning? Doing great. Appreciate it. Uh, I watched Good. the first episode last night. Uh, John, that's that is a well done and really a very interesting look inside. And I truly do mean inside Baylor basketball. Well, that's the thing. You know, it, it gives you access uh, in the locker room. You know, they follow the, the, the players, the coaches off the court, and it gives you access that you don't normally have. And I think that's really cool. I thought the first episode was just terrific. Uh, like, uh, like I was saying yesterday, I know how much video they've shot. I can say tape. It's not tape anymore. But I know how much video they've shot and how many interviews they have. And the way they weave those all together, you know, to tell the story is just really, really impressive. And I I thought the first episode was a great kickoff. How did this thing all come about and how long has this project been underway? That's a good question. I I don't know when it was really hatched. Uh, David Kay would probably know that, but it goes back a while. And they've done this before. They've done this uh, our time, you know, a couple of other times previously and uh, I, I, I'm guessing, you know, with Baylor winning the national championship, that sparked the idea. And then I'm also thinking that Baylor said, hey, how about you make it about uh, the men and the women? Or maybe that was ESPN's idea all along. But how about that? You know, m- melding the two, you know, the men's and the women's program. And it's just great, great exposure for both programs. Yeah. And I was thinking about that last night watching it. I said, that's got to be another task that ESPN has to do to to make it where it's not choppy. You know, men, women, men, women. Right. They, they blended them very nicely. I don't know who et- did the editing, but they pieced that thing together very nicely, and it was very cohesive, I thought. And, and, you know, that's not easy to do. You know, I would think it would lend itself to possibly being choppy. And you notice the, the episode online is 17 minutes. Mm-hmm. So you could add breaks and run, make it a 30-minute show, you know, if it ever airs on ESPN or something. So maybe there's some natural breaks in there when you add uh, breaks to it. But this one just flowed so seamlessly. I, I thought it was really, really well done. John, uh, how many programs are there, and is it is it a weekly thing? I mean, what's what's the story there? Right. It's weekly. uh, And this was the first one. And there are 12 episodes. So if my math is right, that'll carry you through January, February, March into April. So how about that? If you've got this crew following Baylor basketball, men's and women's, you know, potentially through the final four and getting all this, you know, back scenes access, uh, that is just really cool. And a great plan, you know, to to make it 12 weeks to carry through the whole conference season through the NCAA's, and then hopefully for both into the NCAA tournament. I'm going to assume that there's still more taping or not taping video that, that has to be right. gathered. I mean, I, I would assume that they haven't got everything that they need. That there's going to be the cameras are going to still be with them as they move through the the the, uh, the season. Yeah, you know, it's it's ongoing all the time. They had uh, they had about three, maybe four cameras, not including the ESPN broadcast uh, the other night for the Oklahoma game. So they were doing a bunch there, and it's just ongoing over the course of the season. Uh, T.L. Feedler, who's here in Waco, she is, you know, she's 
really the boots on the ground in charge of everything here. And after I watched the episode yesterday, I just shot her a text and then, you know, told her how much I enjoyed it, how great I thought it was. And she, she texted back real quick and said, oh, thanks. Appreciate it. Thanks for your help. Said, got to go shoot. <laughs> she was headed out the door to go shoot something, you know, right then. So, yeah, it, it's ongoing, which will make it uh, which will make it timely, too. You know, it's not just something that's in the can. Right. It airs over 12 weeks. It'll be very timely over that period. You know, I, I saw a couple of camera people uh, at the Oklahoma game, and I thought, well, that's interesting because – I've never seen that angle before. I mean, they're literally they were up where the where the student section was and and shooting right. down onto the floor. Uh, and I thought, well, that's that's an interesting angle that I've never seen a camera there. Well, it, obviously, it was the the documentary people and not not the the game camera. Yep. So that's interesting. That's interesting. All right, hey, I know you got to yeah. go to a meeting. I appreciate your time. Yeah, I just wanted to get the the insight on that, and I I just again uh, I thought it was well done and. And very entertaining, and you know, look, it's it's going to be a lot of fun over the next eleven weeks. Absolutely, every Thursday, new episode uh, drops every Thursday, uh, and it's only on Big Twelve now on ESPN Plus. So if you don't have that, there's another reason to to subscribe to Big Twelve now. There you go, John. Appreciate your time. Thank Thanks you. so much. See you the, this afternoon. Thanks, guys. Talk to you All soon. Right, have a great day. See you then. Voice of the Bears, John Morris, uh, and again, he'll be with us at three. And the program is called. Uh, uh, our, our time Baylor basketball, and I'm telling you again, Ward, uh, it's it, it's it's good stuff. And he's right; it was it was it was an odd time. It was 17 minutes, and you immediately go, "Okay, well, they're going to place uh, 13 minutes worth of commercials in the program uh, when it airs, if it airs on on regular uh, ESPN or whatever the case may be." All right, 8:25. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Kyle Yeomans from the Dallas Cowboy Broadcast Network joins us next to talk Cowboys-Eagles here on ESPN Central Texas. Enjoy one-of-a-kind luxury and lounge at the Baylor Club, located in the heart of McLean Stadium. This elite club offers a five-star member atmosphere for all your work and play needs with a master culinary team and outstanding hospitality. Weddings, milestones, business, and birthdays, a stadium roaring with bare spirit featuring stunning city skyline views. Baylor Club truly has it all. For interest in membership or your next private event, call 254 710 Waco Tacos in downtown Waco and Union Hall introduces their new craveable taco of the month. The Nashville Hot Chicken Taco. Crispy fried chicken, Nashville hot sauce, cabbage slaw, and chipotle mayo on a fresh flour tortilla. It's spicy, savory, and delish. Hurry into Waco Tacos at Union Hall at 720 Franklin Avenue in downtown Waco or call us at 254-340-1700. Waco Tacos in downtown Waco. Baylor Bear Basketball with Pat Nunley and the voice of the Bears, John Morris. The top-ranked Bears back in action Saturday on the road in Fort Worth to take on TCU. 3.30 for the countdown to tip-off. 4 p.m. tip-off Saturday. Baylor Men's Basketball all season long here on the home of the defending Big 12 and national champions, ESPN Central Texas. The self-employed face a particular challenge with respect to health coverage. Healthcare costs have just skyrocketed, and it has really gotten to where it's very complex and confusing. Hurley Benefit Services Vice President 
Tammy Hurley. Self-employed individuals have such a personal responsibility and so they really like being able to be in charge of their personal insurance policies and their choices. Health insurance, if you're self-employed, doesn't have to be hard to buy. Hurley Benefit Services can help. Being a self-employed individual, you are working so hard on your business and to know all the answers or to even know what questions to ask about insurance is tough. Come to us, we can answer those questions for you and find a package that you're going to be able to afford and it's going to meet your needs. Set a no-cost, no-obligation appointment with Hurley Benefit Services to find out more. Hurley Benefit Services is locally owned and they're online at HurleyBenefitServices.com. H-U-R-L-E-Y BenefitServices.com. Wings Pizza and Things has been your go-to place to watch your game for over 15 years. With over 60 big screens, you're sure to catch all the games. With 15 wing sauce flavors from ghost pepper to plain, we have all your taste buds covered. And don't forget about the made-from-scratch pizzas. But wait, there's more. Try their burgers, fillies, sandwiches, and wraps. Don't forget about the wide variety of draft beers and finish your meal off with something from the sweet spot. Check out the entire menu and specials at wingsandtemple.com or follow them on Facebook. Wings Pizza and Things, Temple's home for sports for 15 years. Okay, so what's the most important part about your house? No, it's not that bar or even the man cave. Think about it. The most important thing is your roof. It has to withstand all that Mother Nature can throw your way. So it makes sense to have the best. McAdams & Sons Roofing is your first choice when it comes to protecting your valuable asset. Experienced professionals using only the best materials. So for new construction, re-roofs, repairs, or remodels for composition and metal roofs, think McAdams & Sons Roofing first. And now McAdams & Sons Roofing are installing seamless gutters. They're insured and an A-plus rating on the BBB. McAdams & Sons Roofing will come out, take a look at your roof, and handle all the insurance process for you. Don't let any fly-by-night company look at your roof. Let a real professional you trust do the work for you. Put McAdams & Sons over 40 years of experience to go to work for you all over Central Texas. Check them out online at mcadamsroofing.com or give them a call at 254-799-2949 because you don't want a kid with your house's lid. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Lars Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by Rooftop Innovations in Central Texas. Call 254-730-ROOF at 730-7663. Putting your roof above everything else. The Baylor men are on the road tomorrow at TCU. Tip-off is scheduled at 4 o'clock and you can hear the game on ESPN Central Texas. The Baylor women's game scheduled for Sunday against Texas has been postponed. A fan in New York has filed a $6 billion lawsuit against the Giants and Jets claiming false advertising and deceptive practices because the teams play their games in New Jersey. Former NFL Pro Bowler Clinton Portis has pled guilty for his role in a nationwide scheme to defraud the league's health care program for NFL veterans. The Mavericks visit the Rockets tonight. The Spurs are on the road in Philadelphia. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Eight thirty-one. Welcome back into the program. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Fun Friday. We're having some fun with our uh, our orchestra down in uh, Studio C. They sound a lot like Little Richard, don't they? Uh, it's uh, eight thirty-one. We welcome into the program from the Dallas Cowboys broadcasting team, 
Mr. Chikau. Yeoman Chikau, good morning. How are you? Good morning. Good morning, everybody. And I didn't know you guys were well off enough to be able to put a symphony orchestra all the way down at Studio C. I yeah, C. A big place, a big. I know that was a big, uh, big draw for you guys, but now you've got a whole band down there. We we have two stations in between in, in one studio. In Studio B okay. is a country and western uh, group, so the, both kinds uh-huh. in, in Studio B. But in Studio C is the orchestra. Oh, thank goodness! I'm glad that you guys were able to finally actually get something to do, go in there, right? All right, Kyle. Let Let's go. Uh, Cowboys, Eagles. I'm of the opinion if you get on the plane, you go to play to win. Uh, and there's a lot of talk about, well, let's rest these guys. And is this team, particularly offensively, in a rhythm to where you can say, you know what, I'm I'm very comfortable with our wild card situation. Let's just sit them. No, they're not. I think this is a team that needs every rep you can potentially have heading into the playoffs, especially on that side of the ball, to really find their rhythm and really click again. Because right now, you're not clicking. And, and we saw that uh, this last week out against the Cardinals, a team that you are most likely going to see again in the playoffs. And so whenever you're able to beat up on teams like New Orleans and Washington, uh, it, it doesn't necessarily give you that confidence level. Whereas if you were to be up, beat up on an Arizona team last week and maybe Green Bay shuts the door on your dreams at a number one seed or you're done with a number two seed, then maybe you rest some guys. But right now you still have an opportunity to climb all the way to that second seed, to, to try and find your way into another home game later on down the road. So I think while that's still on the table, I, I think there's – of course, going to be the, the talk of maybe resting some guys, but I'm, I'm with you. You go and you try and win the game, not only because you can improve your seed, if you get a win, and of course, if things fall your way, Arizona loses, LA loses, then you're the three seed. If they both lose and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers lose, then you're the two seed. So I think while that's on the table, you, you go and you win the game, you play like you want to, heading into the playoffs, and hopefully that momentum will carry you in. Kyle, I've asked this question before, but I'm going to ask it again. And you don't, don't, I, I don't, I've heard everybody talk about Washington. Look, you could have went out and played quarterback and done the same thing against Washington. Is Dak Prescott 100% healthy? I, I do. I do think he is 100% healthy, but you're right. Uh, that was disappointing, and it didn't look like the Prescott. Uh, against Arizona as it was against Washington. And, yeah, I I agree with you. I don't think the Washington beatdown should have been as much of a deciding factor as it was uh, because initially it really seemed like it it was a fool's goal. It it was at the time. I mean, you go out and you put up 42 points in the first half. Sure, you're probably clicking, but at the same time, something must be going wrong on the defensive side of things for that to kind of compound into that result. Well, you're not going to get that benefit of the doubt moving into the playoffs. You're not going to face a defense that's going to be fighting each other on the other sideline uh, whenever you, you face these top-notch teams in the NFC. So I, I definitely do think it is going to be uh, a test this week to try and see if he is back, if he is healthy. And right now, I think he is. I just think there's more – to his fundamentals going on coming back from that injury that he just hasn't solved just yet. Offensive issues, could it be twofold? I mean, 
we were looking at some numbers this morning. Uh, the first six games prior to the prior to the uh, Vikings game, where where, where uh, Dak set out, uh, and then the last nine games where Dak played in, in the offense, it, it, his productivity is down. Zeke's productivity is down, and I mean significantly. Uh, Tony Pollard's is pretty pretty steady, but Zeke in in, in Dak's numbers are down, and when your ace running back and your quarterback's numbers are down, I mean, your offensive production's going to be down. I mean, it's pretty simple, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And that's, I think, the what people are looking at when they see the struggles of Dak Prescott. Is this is really the first time throughout his career that he has not had a successful running game to, to have behind him. He has not had that all year long. And, I mean, it's going to be career lows for Zeke. It's going to be career lows uh, for this run game. And I, I'm sure the offensive line and the, the shuffling that happened prior to the last couple of weeks probably had a little bit to do with that. However, uh, if you don't have the run game, it severely limits what you can do on the offensive side of the football. And, and right now it, it's, it is that for Dak Prescott. And Kellen Moore, I think, has to get that, that creative juice going again. The ones that the, the plays that he had, the creativity that he had early on, was enough to decipher uh, some of those struggles from the running back position. They were able to get to the, th- the the century mark. They were able to run the ball at will, even against some good teams uh, along the way. So you got to get back to that because if you can open up the run game, it should open up Dak Prescott at the same time because he's always had a run game that he can rely on this year, at least through the last seven, eight weeks of the season. That has not necessarily been the case. You mentioned Kellen Moore, and it just to me it feels like he's reaching and, and trying to find something instead of being that consistent and setting things up. Is it just a situation of him not recognizing, not being able to take what the defense gives him, or is he limited in what he can do right now? I think it's uh, it probably is a little bit of, of both, but I'll go with the, the first answer more so. I think he is reaching. I think he's hearing the murmurs, he's hearing the noise, he's hearing an opportunity to maybe be NFL head coach, and he's trying to do uh, – He's. it's maybe not even reaching. Maybe it's too conservative. Maybe it's too uh, too flat to where it's – got to keep it simple and get it to Amari Cooper. you got to be able to establish a run game, and neither one of those things have been happening as well. So – I, I don't know. Maybe he's trying to, sh- to share the wealth a little bit too much. He's trying to make everybody happy, get it to Z, get it to Pollard, get it to CD and Amari. Now you don't have Gallup to, to throw it to. Uh, it, it's one of those curious cases right now about Kellen Moore because there's not a number one cut and dry answer, but right now you can see that he is pressing and at the moment he's not confident in his play calling. And if your offensive coordinator is not confident, then who who else could be in terms of the personnel that you put on the field? Why hasn't Mike McCarthy stepped in in that situation? We know he's an offensive guy. Mm-hmm. What's holding him back from taking the play chart? Maybe he has stepped in, and uh, that's the only thing. We haven't heard reports of that. And, of course, Mike McCarthy, when asked about that question, said, no, I, I've let it, left it up to Kellen, but he has a headset too, and he hears every play that runs through Kellen Moore's thought process and what he calls along the way. And, of course, before it gets to Dak Prescott and Dak Prescott's able to decipher the defense and then check out of it or stick with it at the line of scrimmage, 
Kellen, or excuse me, Mike McCarthy's all in the middle of that regardless. He is ready to go, and he can push a button just as simply and make a play call himself should he want to as the head coach. So that may have happened on occasion. He may have stepped in and done something like that. And you would think, of course, with his background as a play caller and the success that he's had with quarterbacks like Aaron Rodgers in the past, I think he would have the the leeway or at least the, the rope to be able to do that at free will. Maybe he does that a little bit more as we get into playoffs, and hopefully that helps things out. But I think right now his biggest concern is allowing the coordinators to be coaches, the, allow the coordinators to run the show. And if you're Kellen Moore, you might need some direction from Mike McCarthy at some point soon, but you don't necessarily want the, the training wheels taken off or, excuse me, put it back on. Uh, that that bike for Kellen Moore. You want to be able to let him figure things out because in the end, he's still going to be the one making the calls. Talking with Kyle Yeomans from the uh, Cowboy Broadcast Team. Kyle, uh, you're around there. You know, when the guys go to the podium, whether it's McCarthy or whether it's Dak Prescott or Zeke or whatever, they speak with a lot of confidence. The offense is good. The offense is good. I mean, we we, we feel good about where we are and what we're doing. I mean, it's the speech is good. Do they believe it? Uh, I think there is a level of belief, and the reason why is they've done it before. They have the personnel, they have the talent, and everybody knows that, but that's also where the frustration lies. And I I don't think it's a lack of belief, but it is a lack uh, of success and a lack of execution. That's where the disappointment and the frustration comes into that's it kind of goes back to what Dak said at the podium of course like you said he's very confident and he believes in what he can do and his abilities at the quarterback position but he said we are disappointed but not discouraged and I think that's what all of Cowboys Nation needed to hear at that point because their inconsistencies are disappointing but it shouldn't necessarily take away from the ceiling in which this offense can reach and I think right now you're seeing the fluctuation, the back and forth, and that's why it is so important to try and find a rhythm against the Philadelphia Eagles this week because if they can try and get some ounce of momentum going into the playoffs and then they click in the first round, they click in the second round, all of a sudden you've got a great chance at going to your first NFC Championship game in 25 years. You've got a chance to go to the Super Bowl. And, of course, if they play at the highest level that they can – I don't know if anybody in the NFL can beat this team. And right now, they haven't played at that level. Fans want to see that level, and they haven't. And I think that's where the frustration and the disappointment lies, maybe not a lack of belief at the same time. I know the potential you're saying is there, but in the current state this offense is in, can this team, putting this much pressure on the defense, win a playoff game? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. No way. That's the thing, is if – they make it to the ceiling in which they they can at the offensive spot then yeah they can absolutely win not only a playoff game but they could win the whole darn thing but they that's a huge if because they haven't hit that if since prior to the bye week they haven't hit that ceiling since they were playing teams like new england and carolina and, and atlanta they haven't done that i mean you can throw in the washington game as a, a one-off but right now that is the exception, not the rule. That's just one game where they were able to click and found their stride. That's not exactly who this offense is right now. But if they were 
to get back to it, they can win a slew of playoff games. But that's where you have to find your rhythm right now because you're running out of time before that uh, those chances start running out. Hey, final thought. Uh, the uh, NFL flex the Cowboys and the Eagles to Saturday night. Does that mean, if you read between the lines, that the NFL is going to have the Cowboys in a uh, Saturday playoff game situation? No, I don't think so at all. Actually, I think it's quite the opposite. And I think there's there's chances that they could be a Sunday night game. There's chances they could be, of course, a Monday night game. If they mm-hmm. could have a Monday night wild card game uh, coming up. I, I think it's more in between the lines for the Philadelphia Eagles. I think they're the team that may be playing on that Saturday should uh, things work out the way that they anticipate, I think, with the NFL uh, I mean, of course, things are going to be in flux and they're going to change, but I, I really don't see the Cowboys sliding into a Saturday time slot. It, it, it's too big of a draw. It's an opportunity for the league to really uh, to spread things out and get the numbers that they want on each one of these NFL playoff games. So uh, I wouldn't anticipate it being on a Saturday, but Philadelphia could certainly be in the mix for that game as well. Kyle, thanks. Appreciate your time as always. Uh, and uh, hopefully next week we're talking about uh, a Cowboy victory over the Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah, and then we get to go and preview some playoff games. How about that? That'd be fun. That'd be fun. Absolutely. Thanks, hey, guys. Have a great day, and we appreciate your time. That is Kyle Yeomans uh, with the uh, Cowboy Broadcast team. It's uh, 844. We're 16 away from 9. Let's take a second and talk about Pioneer Steel and Pipe. They've been serving Central Texas, how about this, since 19. 19- 43 family owned and operated and now it's Braden Embry's turn at the uh, at the lead position and boy they do a tremendous job and Braden's Braden's philosophy hasn't changed uh, from his dad John's philosophy or anybody else's with the Embry family that hey, they're going to they're going to build their reputation one customer at a time and they're going to make sure that their customers leave satisfied with their buying experience they offer the best in custom metal buildings garage and carport covers, angle iron, residential metal roofing, hay and equipment, barns. They also stock American grade 60 rebar. Basically, they're your one-stop shop for all your steel needs. And if you're building a metal building or a barn dominium, which of course is a, is a hot thing right now, uh, and you don't know how to get started, well, just contact the guys at Pioneer Steel and Pipe. They can help you find the best contractor for the project. You see, they service the largest selection of metal building contractors in all of Central Texas, and they'd be happy to point you in the right direction. They got two locations. They're down in Bryan. They're right here in Waco at 913 South Loop uh, Drive, South Loop Drive at Orchard Lane. Open Monday through Friday, 730 till 5, and again on Saturdays from 8 until noon, and they deliver and unload. And you, can, Hey, by the way, you can always check them out 24-7 at PioneerBoys.com. Matt Mosley, weekdays at 4 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. I kind of wanted to root for the Bears, so when I leave the press box, then I can kind of, I can kind of get with it. And we happened to be right next to some Ole Miss people, and boy, they were hollering right in our face when they got that big touchdown. They were feeling great about things. From the moment that kid missed the field goal, it just felt like Baylor was going to go win the game. The Matt Mosley Show, weekdays 4 to 6 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. 
Hi, my name is Amanda Cunningham. I am a local realtor that has a passion for people. I've helped clients buy and sell over 80 homes in 2019 and would love to help you buy or sell that perfect home. You deserve to get top dollar for your home. Listing with an experienced agent that specializes in not only promoting your home, but helping you get your home buyer ready is key. I have a team of people around me that make what I do each day possible. If you're searching for that perfect home, your experience should be pleasant and stress-free. Call me today. I want to meet you. 254-495-0338. Google Amanda Cunningham Realtor with Colwell Banker Apex to find my website, Facebook, and more. Recently on Game Time, and we welcome the Director of Sports Journalism for Baylor University into the program, Jerry Hill. Highest ever ranked, most wins ever, you know. Um, you can argue whether this was the best team ever. I, you know, I still, you know, the 80 team is just hard to beat in my mind. And, I, and obviously you played, I guess, two more games than that team. With this team winning the Sugar Bowl, winning 12 games, I think you got to give the nod to this team. Game Time, weekdays at 7 a.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Hobbs Bonded Fibers is now hiring team members and operators for its production team. They specialize in developing and manufacturing specialty non-woven products for automotive, industrial, and consumer markets. Pay starts at $11 to $14 per hour with potential to increase after probationary period. Health insurance, 401k, monthly bonus potential. Apply in person or online at HobbsBondedFibers.com. Call Elizabeth Sawyers at 254-741-0040 to check the status of your employment and let her know you heard about the job on this radio station. That's 254-741-0040. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Lars Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by Rooftop Innovations in Central Texas. Call 254-730-ROOF at 730-7663. Putting your roof above everything else. The Baylor men are on the road tomorrow at TCU. Tip-off is scheduled at 4 o'clock and you can hear the game on ESPN Central Texas. The Baylor women's game scheduled for Sunday against Texas has been postponed. A fan in New York has filed a $6 billion lawsuit against the Giants and Jets claiming false advertising and deceptive practices because the teams play their games in New Jersey. Former NFL Pro Bowler Clinton Portis has pled guilty for his role in a nationwide scheme to defraud the league's health care program for NFL veterans. The Mavericks visit the Rockets tonight. The Spurs are on the road in Philadelphia. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Time for the grab bag on game time. One, two, three o'clock, four o'clock, rock. Five, six, seven o'clock, eight o'clock, rock. Nine, ten, eleven o'clock, twelve o'clock, rock. We're gonna rock around the clock tonight. But get your bad bags on. Join me, honey. We'll have some fun when the bad right. Richie Cunningham and Potsy and Ralph Mouth. Where are they hanging out at? Where? What's the name of the hamburger joint? Arnold's. Arnold's, that's right. Way to go. Way to go. Uh, Bill eight, and Haley in the comments. There you go. 8.50. Hit away from 9. This just in. Ward White is suing the uh, Jones family because they uh, the Cowboys play in Arlington and they're not the Dallas Cowboys. They haven't been the Dallas Cowboys in years. They were the Irving Cowboys, and now they're the Arlington Cowboys. So. <laughs> It, Did you hear that yeah, story? It may be coming after somebody uh, hears that. It's a copycat deal, isn't it? Everything's copycat. Stupid. So they're suing them because they play in New Jersey, other side of the river, instead of New York. Oh, my. Give me a break. How funny. How funny. All right. Uh, speaking of professional football, the USFL is going to give it another go, Ward. What, what, I, I, we love football. I mean, we do. We love football. 
But do we love football in April? I do. Okay. All right. Last spring with UMHB was one of the funnest times I've had in a long time. I got you. I'm just curious. I'm just curious if a spring football league, professional football league, is is going to draw the numbers because it's it, – you know, look, let's face it. I, I don't think it's going to be about attendance. I think it's going to be about television ratings uh, whether because the, they got to have a TV deal to keep the thing going. They do. So is there enough – and I know that in the spring you're looking for – you're looking for programming. Is there enough interest in professional football? Well, if we don't have baseball, there might be. Ooh, that's a great point. That is a great point. And, and I'm of the belief that baseball fixes because I don't think that – I think they understand that they can't do that again and survive. They nearly didn't survive this last time. Uh, we'll see. Anyway, the USFL yesterday announced the hiring of four head coaches. Todd Haley, Kevin Sumlin, Mike Riley – and Bart Andrus. Bart Andrus is going to head up the Philadelphia Stars. Todd Haley, a former Cowboy assistant, by the way, is going to head up the Tampa Bay Bandits. Uh, Kevin Sumlin is going to head up the USFL's Houston Gamblers. And Coach Riley is going to head up the New Jersey Generals. How about that? A lot of the same names. It's all the same names. Yeah. So, so but not look, as many this teams. Is the only, this is the only league in the spring that really ever – had some sustainability that that because of the fact that they went out and got some stars. They they spent a lot of money first time out the gate. I mean, you'll remember Jim Kelly was in the USFL. Mm-hmm. Herschel Walker was in the USFL. Reggie White was in the USFL. I mean, there were some dudes that played in the USFL. Uh, our, our quarterback. Can they, can they do that again? They had a Heisman uh, Trophy winner in, in the Boston College quarterback, yeah, Doug Flutie. Doug Flutie was in the USFL. Yep. There was a lot. I mean, you know, that's just a handful. So I I don't know where they go this time. Do they? I don't think they have that big budget this time that they had, and it swing for the fence again and go out and get you know the reigning Heisman Trophy winner to to play in the USFL and not go into the NFL. I I don't think that that's going to be the case. But I do think that at least they've been there, done that, and they they may have a chance. For I don't know a couple of three year run I I don't think it's something that's going to be it's not sustainable in your I, opinion I don't think so I I really don't man if, if you if your business model doesn't have you su- succeeding then why on earth would you do it but you may be right I, I I don't know I mean here's what I know there have been a lot of folks have taken a swing at the NFL and it's a swing and a miss now they may have they may have gotten a bump base hit here and there and but at the end of the day, there's one left standing and there's one that's not left standing. When the when the NFL and the AFL merged, that kind of took care of that, I think. And and, and that was a long time ago. And, and, and boy, they have uh, the sustainability of the National Football League is, is second to none. So we'll see. And, it, and the NFL still growing. I mean, imagine that. Yeah. And, and, and look, the NFL, has, and they've done things and then reeled it back in. They took they took a strong look at Europe, and right now they said no, they're not doing it. So we'll see, we'll see how it goes. All right, a couple other quick facts, and then we got to get out of here. Uh, former T, he is former TCU running back. Former TCU running back Zach Evans announced that he is transferring to Ole Miss, and former A and M quarterback Zach Calzada is transferring to Auburn. So. Uh, 
he's going to stay within the conference. He's going from A&M over to Auburn to be uh, to be a quarterback over there. So a couple of quick thoughts. It, that To me, we talked about it yesterday. It is just strange to me to see coaches move within the league and players to move within the league, but that's the new norm. That's what happens when you have free agency. That is the new norm. Yeah, it's called in. It's called uh, transfer portal. But that you're right. It is free agency. And, and finally, uh, the uh, Heart of Texas Fellowship of Christian Athletes uh, going to hold a press conference tomorrow, uh, Sunday rather, and uh, they're going to announce all of their coaches for the uh, upcoming Victory Bowl, and, and that's really cool. And and, and we'll we're going to try to get uh, Ben Johnson from the. Uh, uh, from the uh, FCA on with us on Monday and kind of go over that with them. So th- that'll be a lot of fun. All right, uh, 8.55. We're five away from nine. That is going to do it for us. Don't forget, John Morris is coming up at three today. And uh, then uh, you'll uh, you'll hear Matt Mosley at four o'clock today. And uh, we are back on Monday to talk about uh, Cowboy football, the national championship game coming up Monday night, and a whole lot in Baylor basketball, obviously, after the Bears play TCU tomorrow uh, right here on ESPN Central Texas. For Ward, I'm Tom. Thanks for listening. See you Monday. This is Dallas Cowboys football 2021. Third to seven. Diggs matched up with McLaurin. Heineke looking that way. Only heard here. And he throws it out. It's intercepted by Demarcus Lawrence. All season. Ripple, you big tank. Touchdown, Tank Lawrence. Saturday night, it's your Cowboys and the Philadelphia Eagles. Live from Lincoln Financial Field. On this Dallas Cowboys radio network station. It's the Cowboys and the Eagles, Saturday after Baylor basketball on ESPN Central Texas. Wings Pizza and Things has been your go-to place to watch your game for over 15 years. With over 60 big screens, you're sure to catch all the games. With 15 wing sauce flavors from ghost pepper to plain, we have all your taste buds covered. And don't forget about the made-from-scratch pizzas. But wait, there's more. Try their burgers, fillies, sandwiches, and wraps. Don't forget about the wide variety of draft beers and finish your meal off with something from the sweet spot. Check out the entire menu and specials at wingsandtemple.com or follow them on Facebook. Wings Pizza and Things, Temple's home for sports for 15 years. Are you ready to jump into a career with a local Fortune 500 company? Sherwin-Williams has warehouse opportunities available with starting pay at over $20 per hour and regional CDL driving opportunities with pay averaging $84,000 annually. Sherwin-Williams offers competitive benefits including medical, dental, vision, life insurance, 401k, and pension. Apply online at careers.sherwin.com. That's careers.sherwin.com. Or call 254-523-9500. Okay, so what's the most important part about your house? Nope, it's not that bar or even the man cave. Think about it. The most important thing is your roof. It has to withstand all that Mother Nature can throw your way. So it makes sense to have the best. McAdams & Sons Roofing is your first choice when it comes to protecting your valuable asset. Experienced professionals using only the best materials. So for new construction, re-roofs, repairs, or remodels for composition and metal roofs, think McAdams & Sons Roofing first. And now McAdams & Sons Roofing are installing seamless gutters. They're insured and an A-plus rating on the BBB. McAdams & Sons Roofing will come out, take a look at your roof, and handle all the insurance process for you. Don't let any fly-by-night company look at your roof. Let a real professional you trust do the work for you. Put McAdams & Sons over 40 years of experience to go to work for you all over Central Texas. Check them out online at mcadamsroofing.com or give them a call at 254-799-2949 because you don't want a kid with your house's lid. 
Central Texas horse enthusiasts find a large selection of saddles at Appaloosa Trading Post Rodeo Pond. They feature new and used saddles from names like Billy Cook and Cactus. Plus, they have a large selection of children's saddles. Trade-ins are welcome and financing is available. Apply today by texting 16118-222462. You'll enjoy one-on-one customer service at the world's best western store, Appaloosa Trading Post in Rodeo Pond, 3101 North Robinson Drive in Waco, and on Facebook. Enjoy one-of-a-kind luxury and lounge at the Baylor Club, located in the heart of McLean Stadium. This elite club offers a five-star member atmosphere for all your work and play needs with a master culinary team and outstanding hospitality. Weddings, milestones, business, and birthdays, a stadium roaring with bear spirit featuring stunning city skyline views. Baylor Club truly has it all. For interest in membership or your next private event, call 254 710 From the Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas.